Blog Talk Radio. Do you watch Fox News all day? Are you dizzy from conservative spin? Are you a birther or teabagger? You might be suffering from a condition called barachnophobia. If so, the only cure is Liberal Dan Radio. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. Warning, Liberal Dan Radio is not a substitute for doctor's advice. Severe cases of barachnophobia may require psychiatric help. This may prove expensive if Republicans repeal health care. Listening to Liberal Dan Radio may cause you to embrace things like facts, logic, and reason. If these symptoms last for more than four hours, you have been cured. For more information, go to LiberalDan.com. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. Uh, you can also join us in the chat room on Blog Talk Radio, where you can leave your questions or comments there, or connect via Skype on Blog Talk Radio. Or if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always tune, turn to liberaldan.com and go to the show thread linked to on the Blog Talk Radio page and leave your comments, questions, and concerns there. Uh, got a lot of stuff to talk about this week, but of course, I like to start every week with this week's headlines. The co-founder of an anti-Obama march, Charles Carter, was shot between the eyes by the other organizer over a, wait for it, gun dispute. Carter was quoted as saying that he couldn't watch another second of the State of the Union address unless he knew that the president would die. I guess a bad guy with a gun can stop another bad guy with a gun as well. It was announced that Listeria was once again found in Bluebell Ice Cream Plant. Now, they're coming out with another flavor called Fool Me Once. How anyone can justify buying that dreck is beyond me. They tried to kill you. In technology news, Google's self-driven cars needed rider intervention to prevent them from crashing into other people's cars. I guess they said self-driving and not self-stopping, right? Who helped engineer these cars, Toyota? In sports news, the NFL Rams are no longer in St. Louis. Yes, they are moving back to Los Angeles. I guess Los Angeles is getting another chance to lose a football team. Third time's a charm, they say. And finally, David Bowie was pronounced dead over the weekend. There is a heaven. Freddie Mercury can now sing under pressure again with him. And that is this week's headlines. Now, I have a lot of stuff to talk about this week. There's the Powerball drawing <coughs> that is going on tonight. There is the State of the Union address that took place last night. Uh, there is... Uh, the Michigan law that allows the governor to install city managers. Uh, that I'm going to talk about that a little bit tonight. Got the tweet of the week. Got lots of different stuff to talk about. Um, but first thing I did wanted to actually talk about is something that actually happened yesterday and went on through today. And that was uh, the blood in the water, supposed blood in the water, that all of the GOP candidates saw. Uh, when a U.S. boat uh, 
you know, got disabled somehow, went into sovereign Iranian waters, and was taken captive by the Iranian military. Over the course of the day, you know, that night into today, there was a process that took place, and the troops are now back in American custody. They are now free again. A day. Okay. So the Republicans wasted no time jumping all over this and trying to basically uh, score as many political points as possible, trying to claim that, quote, President Obama's weak. Uh, this is part of Hillary Clinton's plan when she was Secretary of State that this continues. They're weak, 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 weak. They, liked, they love to point out whatever supposed weakness in foreign policy you know, and, and, and military experience of, of this administration because, you know, they have all of the military experience and foreign policy experience. All of them. None of them, in reality, have any real foreign policy experience, nor do they have any military experience. Sarah Palin probably had more foreign policy experience because her state was right next door to Russia. Oh, wait, Ted Cruz was raised, was born in Canada, I forgot. So he has that going for him. Um, so, and this, this exposes something, and, and tomorrow is the next GOP debate, and I, I will most likely be live-tweeting that again. Now, like I live-tweeted State of the Union, I've live-tweeted other events. So, they, they are most likely going to jump all over this, even though it's over with. Even though the troops are home, they're going to try and shoehorn it and fit the square peg in the round hole and try to make it seem like President Obama is this big old weakling who can't do anything on foreign policy and the people just laugh at us. Oh, well, I don't know. I was about to tweet last night before President Obama got to it. You know, if you think that we're weak on foreign policy or what have you, uh, ask Osama bin Laden about that. This is the president that took out Osama bin Laden. Happened under his presidency. It happened under Bush's. That's for darn sure. I don't, I don't think that the Republicans really wanted to go after Osama bin Laden. Because if you can dangle Osama bin Laden over everybody like a big boogeyman, then you can scare them into voting for you because supposedly you're going to be stronger on foreign policy issues. Now, these Republicans are not stronger on foreign policy. Don't let anybody fool you. They are not stronger on foreign policy. They think that because they have a big stick, i.e. the American military, that they can just bully everyone around the world and just demand things get done, and that there'll be no consequences for doing that. But lest you forget Teddy Roosevelt's full quote, you want to walk softly and carry a big stick. Just people know that we have the big stick. People know that we have a military that is amazingly awesome, and that can kill many, many people much more efficiently than anybody else, many times over as compared to everybody else's capabilities of doing so. Brave men and women who put their lives on the line every day 
and I respect each and one of them, each and every one of them for doing so. And when things like this happen, now, if there was an unprovoked where they came out into international waters and went and tried to capture our ship, you know, that's one thing. That's not what happened. Iran, just like every other country, has the right to its sovereignty and its borders. And we violated them. Iran had every right to do what it did. Now, was it smart? Probably not. Just like I've criticized uh, Carly Fiorina uh, for wanting to poke the bear. Not sure how much Iran really wants to poke the bear. The fact that the troops are already back home, are already out of Iranian custody today, shows that they never really had any real intention of making this anything other than just a minor show, like a song and a dance. But these GOP candidates took the opportunity to just attack this president for being supposedly weak, when in reality, our response was the strongest one you could have. Our response is one where, you know, you don't have to brazenly wave your gun around in the air and show everyone, look how big my gun is. You want to mess with it? You, you can use diplomacy. You can discuss the issue. You can say, look, you know, I get people don't like when, when Republicans don't like it, when American presidents or Democrats apologize for America, even when America does something wrong and we violated their territory. So, you know what, maybe, maybe the smart thing, you know, considering they had our people in their custody and you don't necessarily want to piss them off, you know, cause you know, maybe they do something rash. They, the smart thing to do was to take a diplomatic route would be to sit there and say, look, let's, let's work this out. Let's figure this out without the need to be waving our junk around in their faces. But, and that's why it's important. It was vital that we elect a Democrat because these Republicans do not have the requirement temperament to serve as commander-in-chief. They do not have the required um, ability to sit back and calmly and rationally look at a situation. No, if Carly Fiorina, who wants to just send the, I think, the fifth fleet over to Russia, and she wants to poke the bear again, you have Donald Trump and Jeb Bush and everybody else who is going to probably say something tomorrow about how you know, we needed to show our might, you know, because um, might makes right until they see a light. Again, another Tom Lehrer song that I would love to have played, you know, about this. Uh, when in doubt, send the Marines um, to the shores of Tripoli, but not to Mississippi. What do we do? We send the Marines because might makes right until they see the light. They've got to be protected, all, our, all their rights respected, until somebody we like can be elected. Uh, members of the Corps all hate the thought of war. We'd rather kill them off by peaceful means. Stop calling it aggression. We hate that expression. We only want the world to know that we support the status quo. They love us everywhere we go, so when in doubt, send the Marines. That is the lyrics of the song. And 
I'm doing you a favor, probably by not singing it. Uh, but that's basically, uh, basically how it goes. Um, the, they would just use, use the big stick and wave the big stick around and not walk softly. And to me, this would do much more harm than good on the world stage and would absolutely harm our reputation worldwide if we're just going to be the giant bully because we have the biggest toys and the biggest bombs and the biggest guns and uh, the biggest Navy and the biggest everything, including the biggest idiot in the White House if we happen to elect a Republican. Let's go ahead and take the first commercial break. Uh, returning, we'll take your calls as well. That's 347-838-8368. That's area code 347-838-8368. Uh, this is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. I am sick and tired of the propaganda in today's media. You know, we can't have a sane discussion about politics. Well, yes, you can, and it's on ROJS Radio Live with the girls, Monica RW, and Autumn S. I'm there every week when they discuss Michigan and national politics, job search, unemployment, and more from an independent laugh, sanity-based point of view. So, tune in. ROJS Radio Live, Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. sharp here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. The call show is 347-838-8368. That's area code 347-838-8368. Uh, I re, uh, re-changed my... I re-changed. I adjusted my uh, limits a little bit. I increased some, decreased others. On the GoFundMe page, uh, GoFundMe.com slash LiberalDan. You can also link to it from LiberalDan.com. Uh, you can just give, you can donate as low as a dollar if you want, and that would be helpful. You can also donate, you know, $10, I believe, and get a 10 or no, $20 gets you a bumper sticker. Um, this is a thank you. Uh, $50 as a thank you, I'll send you a t-shirt. Um, and then you can also buy uh, commercial advertising as well, sponsor headlines, sponsor the hour, sponsor additional hours, sponsor a bit, sponsor uh, the web page, and order slot up by commercials relatively cheap. Um, so adjust it, see if people might like it. 
even better. Check it out. If you want to advertise something, let me know. I'll maybe even cut you a better deal than that uh, if we can work something out. Uh, especially if you're a um, charity, uh, I'd be more than happy to talk to you about special rates uh, to advertise your cause, starting with um, a, spot, a feature. I'll feature you on the show one week, and I'll be more than happy to discuss your your cause and uh, give you a lot more time than just a commercial to discuss everything it is that your organiz that your charitable organization does. Just let me know. Give me a shout out, and I'll be more than happy to help out. Because uh, as much as you know, whatever whatever reach that I do have with the show. I like to reach out. I would like to help others as well. Um, so again, contact me. What's the worst that can happen? <clears throat> well, maybe don't answer that. No, but anyway. So 8.17, my time now. Uh, Powerball drawing is coming up soon. And Powerball fever has uh, crossed, is crossing the nation. Kind of like Pac-Man fever, except uh, there's a chance of a couple people maybe getting rich. Uh, and if they don't, I can only imagine what the drawing will be uh, next time. Um, I don't know, you know, I, I, I think the mathematical odds last time were that there, there was, I think it was more likely than not that a person was, should, was, should have won last time and they didn't. So um, I think it is now even more possible that we'll have at least one winner. I don't know how many tickets were bought. I don't know how many ticket combinations were bought. I don't know if every single ticket combination was bought or not. Uh, we'll never know. I mean, or I guess we will know if they'd let us know, but I haven't seen anything stating that all of the combinations of tickets, all of the possible combinations of tickets have been bought. However, since the odds are uh, that one, odds are that one in 292 million, um, I guess you'd have to have, you know, it'd be interesting to see how many copies, because people buy more than one ticket. I'm, I mean, I bought more than one ticket. Uh, you know, the, those $2 sitting in my pocket were going to do me nothing substantial, at least. I could, I could do without, I could probably not buy a soft drink or two, um, and it would probably do me a whole heck of a lot of good to not buy a soft drink and instead buy a Powerball ticket. I, it would be much better for my health. So just to, I guess I could think about it that way. It's less money I have to spend on, spend on junk food. But anyway, I am under no illusion that I have any sort of chance of winning um, except for my one in 292 uh, million odds. However, you know, if it, odds are there are also some numbers that I like to play. And I also tend to think that, you know, karma would bite me on the butt uh, if, if I didn't play those numbers. So I'll go ahead and play. You know, the same too. It's not, again, not a big deal. But other people obviously make you do a huge deal. There, there are some obvious issues uh, with people who are gambling addicts who are, you know, looking at this huge possible windfall that they could get. And if they do get it, then, well, amazing, you know, that they could change their lives. But in reality, they're just feeding their addiction. And, um, but there's a lot of other issues that I've seen out there. There was a, a mathematics professor who was trying to say that, um, what was it? There was a mathematics professor that was trying to say uh, that you should. Actually, several of them have said several different things, and I don't quite get how they can reach the conclusions that they get. 
Uh, after last week's show, uh, after nobody won on Wednesday, uh, somebody on the, on the local news, and I think it was a canned news piece, so it's probably said on lots of lots of news stations, that that the uh, odds of you winning the Powerball were less on Saturday than they were on Wednesday. This is absolutely false. Absolutely 100% false. You did not add more bat balls. There's no, there's not an additional power ball. There's not an additional regular of the five balls that you pick. There are no additional balls added to the lottery to this power ball. So the odds are roughly one in one, 292.2 million uh, for you to win. So you you get the combination of numbers that makes you win your share of the jackpot. Now, it is possible that what they could have meant was that the odds of you winning the jackpot alone decrease between Wednesday and Saturday. And again, Wednesday still, because more people are playing, well, duh. But that doesn't mean your odds of winning go down. Your odds still are the same of having a winning ticket or having a ticket that you bought win you money, including the jackpot. Now, one CNN article that I found, or someone else found actually, did say, um, did, did describe this phenomenon as large jackpots draw an increased chance of splitting um, instead of saying your odds of winning decrease. And, you know, there are some, I, there are some poker people I'm talking with, and, and they, they look at things like pot odds and, you know, if, if, you know what is what are your what is the value of your bet if if you make like in poker if you make a bet and there's not a lot of stuff on the table and you have a mediocre hand you know you you might want to fold if somebody betted but somebody betted somebody made a bet um, like that that you know raised the size of the pot by the size of the pot or even bigger than the pot somebody made that bet you have a mediocre hand you may not want to call but if Five people go around the table and call that bet. Now, your odds of winning haven't necessarily gone up anymore, but the value of your bet has gone up because now you have a possibility of winning more money by putting your, your, your substantially less money than the pot in. So it might behoove you, uh, if you watch poker a lot, they'll say somebody's pot committed, if somebody has either so much money in the pot or somebody there, there is so much money in the pot that making the call makes financial sense because you are getting a better return on your investment chip bars. So as the Powerball jackpot increases and increases, increases the, the amount of money that you have to put up to have a stake in that to, to try and win it is the same. So the value of your ticket goes up, but the more people that are involved in it with the Powerball and the more people that are playing, the higher the odds of a split. So the value of your ticket then drops. So there's a, there's a nice little tightrope walk that you have to play where do you play 
is, is your is your money is is your is you betting are if you're betting two dollars is it actually worth it? And in most cases, what they figured out, uh, there are some lotters where they actually said that the return on the two dollars might actually be worth it. Typically, in the Powerball, it's not. They said that if you put up two dollars, odds are you're going to lose ninety five cents on average over a course of a lot of bets. So there's that. But then there are other people making other stupid comments about, you know, how your odds, how you should have, you should, 75% of the, of the winners and the Powerball come from automatically drawn tickets. And as such, you should play it on a, a quick pick instead of picking your numbers. No, because 75% of the tickets that are picked are also drawn, and 25% of the tickets are cho- chosen, you know, manually. So if 25% of the tickets are chosen manually, and 75% of the tickets are chosen with quick picks, and 25% of those, 25 seconds of the winning tickets are chosen manually, and 75% of the winning tickets are chosen with quick picks, that means there is no difference, mathematically speaking, between whether or not your tickets get picked if they're quick picked or if they're manual picked. Furthermore, someone else is saying that by manually picking, you're limiting yourself to certain numbers, and as such, you have less odds. No. My, if I play one, two, three, four, five, and six is the Powerball, or if I play all the high numbers, or if I made some combination between, listen, computer quick picking for me, that pick my children's birth dates, any one of those numbers that I pick have the exact same chance of winning. Now, people have made the argument that your chances of splitting the pot may increase if you pick your own numbers, and those numbers that you pick are based off of things like birthdays, because all of those numbers are less than 32. So if more people are betting those little low numbers because it's less than 32, then though if, if that number happens to hit, the odds of you getting a split pot are so if the odds so so you might it might be a slightly better bet value speaking wise to have a quick pick or even just draw manually pick numbers that are above thirty two how about that because then your chances of getting a split pot are less and as such your value of your bet is more. However, these people are not talking about value of bet when they're, when they're posting about this. They're talking about actual odds. And when they're talking about actual odds, they're wrong because one, any one set of numbers has the same shot of winning as any other set of numbers, just like the odds of you flipping a coin and getting heads are the same as you flipping a coin and creating tails. It doesn't matter how many times you hit heads, how many times you hit heads, that next flip has the same 50-50 odds. The same, the numbers 1 through 5 and the 6 is the Powerball versus the numbers 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, and 27 is the Powerball. They are the same exact likelihood of hitting. And, but it, and people think this and believe this, and there was one meme going around saying that, hey, if you win the $1.5 billion and you split it amongst uh, 292 million people, then you get everybody can get $4.1 million. Uh, no, everyone might get like 
$4.33, but not millions because we have a million people in this country. But that's the problem is math is in a severe decline in this country, as I've seen over the course. There was one conversation I was having where I was trying to explain that, you know, how much would it cost to buy all of the Powerball tickets? Now, if you bought all the Powerball tickets, let's say, and you spent the money to do that, you would put out hundreds of billions of dollars, but then you would be guaranteed to hit. You just want to be guaranteed to not hit a duplicate or two or three. Now, I don't know how much five, buying $500 million worth of Powerball tickets is actually going to um, add to the overall jackpot total. I would think that it would, you know, put a lot of it in, uh, but it, it, it wouldn't be all of it. So you would add, so maybe at $1.5 billion dollars. If you added that, maybe you might add another two or three hundred million to it. Um, and if you didn't split the money with more than one other two or one or two other people, then maybe you'd actually wind up doing better. But if you had that fourth winner in there, guess what? You're out a lot of money. So, the, so doing that today would be dumb. But somebody was trying to explain to me that it was not five hundred and eighty. $4 million to buy all those tickets, that it was somehow like $300 million. I'm like, no, the odds, there are, there are this many combinations of tickets and there are, then they cost $2 a ticket. So that's how much it costs. And they were trying to tell me that, well, you, 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 once you remove a ball, it doesn't get replayed. Well, yeah, that's how it works. And guess what? It still would cost you $584 million to do it. So, if there's one thing that I've seen proven in this discussion, it's that math skills in this country are terrible. And that is likely what the people that run lotteries count on to make their money. Let's go to the news break. And we'll be come right back and take her calls as well. That's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. And this is Liberal Band Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Production of Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham. The Detroit Federation of Teachers says the community needs real answers to the Detroit public schools crisis. The teachers say deplorable teaching and learning conditions that include serious health and safety issues need to be addressed by Michigan Governor Rick Snyder and his hand-appointed emergency manager, Darnell Early. Detroit schools were closed this week when teachers called in sick. It was an effort to get their voices heard about mold and rodents in the schools, big class sizes, and physical deterioration of school buildings. Detroit Federation of Teachers President Ivy Bailey. Children 
children should be our number one priority. The children in Detroit deserve a quality education like everyone else. I think we've all done a disservice to the children here in the city. The teachers are speaking out, and I think their voices need to be heard. The teachers are holding a mass membership meeting Thursday in Detroit, where AFT President Randy Weingarten and Michigan AFT President David Hecker will speak as the teachers continue their fight for Detroit schools and students. Wheaton College is in the midst of terminating political science professor Dr. Laricia Hawkins as students and alumni protest and pray for reconciliation, lamenting the action against her. They want Dr. Hawkins reinstated with tenure immediately. Dr. Hawkins was targeted for termination after she publicly donned a headscarf resembling an Islamic hijab and expressed solidarity with Muslims during Advent. In her statement, she said, quote, I stand in solidarity with women wearing the hijab as I think Jesus would as he came to embody what it means to love neighbor and love God and love yourself, end quote. One alumnus of the campus who requested anonymity for this story says what's unfolding at Wheaton College is a microcosm of the larger national picture of religious intolerance being fueled by terrorism and political reaction to it. We are praying for wisdom on behalf of the administration. We're hoping and we're praying that justice would be done in this situation, that everyone would feel that they're treated equally and fairly. We would pray that in this entire situation that the world would see what reconciliation means and that disagreements can be had. But at the end, the most important thing is that we would love one another. Jesus says to all of us, he says, they will know you, and he's speaking to his disciples, they will know you by your love for each other. Are we showing love to each other? It's the question. In a statement, Wheaton College said that actions against Dr. Hawkins resulted from theological statements that seemed inconsistent with Wheaton College's doctrinal convictions. Students and alumni supporting Dr. Hawkins are questioning the transparency of the college's actions and want more specifics about exactly why Dr. Hawkins is being terminated. Now those questions are being asked by the faculty publicly as well, and that's why are you releasing Larisha? With all the facts that we know, what are the grounds for her termination right now? And those have not been made explicit. Wynn is made possible in part with support from the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades. You've been listening to Win Workers Independent News. For more information, visit laborradio.org. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio's Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. So call the show is 347-838-8368. That's area code 347-838-8368. Uh, you can join us in the chat room as well, or if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, or concerns on the show thread at liberaldan.com. Now, earlier in the show, I was discussing the Powerball uh, winnings and the Iran uh, situation with U.S. sailors and how that's been resolved, but the GOP isn't going to, you know, take it lightly or there's probably still going to harp on it uh, all, all tomorrow for the debate that they're going to have and probably through the election, they'll probably point back and say, but look at this that happened in Obama. So just forget about the fact that it was resolved successfully and peacefully without the need to wave our junk around in the air and say, look, it's bigger than yours. Forget all that. That's not important to the GOP. Anyway, but yesterday was the State of the Union address. It was President Obama's last, and I'm sure that will bring a lot of people who are conservative smiles because uh, they won't have to have another State of the Union from President Barack Obama. He is in his last year, and 
I'm sure they're all very giddy and happy about that. Of course, they're probably dreading the fact that uh, coming up the pike is a self-described socialist and Hillary Clinton, uh, who will most likely beat the snot out of any other uh, GOP candidate who manages to get out of that garbage scow they call a field. And so I think yesterday was the best uh, State of the Union that he's given. Um, and it wasn't the worst response that the GOP has given, although I, I would, I, I hate the term. It bugs me when people say it, but it, it seemed to fit that her response, Nikki Haley's response was kind of milk toast. I mean, she was basically agreeing with Obama in while trying to say that she disagreed with Obama and, you know, trying to say, look, you know, hey, our, our party is not so bad guys. We, we, we don't, we don't, we shouldn't be, uh, saying no to people who want to come live with us and accept our values. And of course this made lots of, lots of conservatives angry. Uh, and they don't like the fact that she said that, uh, exposing the, the currently growing rifts within the GOP and hopefully it will implode. Um, one of the things from last night, this is the tweet of the week. I do want to get, get to the tweet of the week first. One of the things, uh, you know, Obama was talking about, you know, trying to cure cancer. And he made uh, Joe Biden into the, well, he didn't say the words, but the cancers are. I'm sure if he would have said cancers are, we would have heard conservative talk radio again going, hey, we're not Soviet Russia. We don't have czars. Of course, when people say that, they are just acting like idiots because, or placating the idiots that listen to them. uh, Because obviously there are two definitions of czars, big C and little C, and this is little C. Um, but again, he didn't even use that term anyway, but you know, the, you know, Neil Miller at rejects on Twitter states, Obama, we want to cure cancer. The GOP, no, he wants to take away your cancer too. What would be funny is if, you know, you had massive amounts of Republicans running out to, to buy cancer, to get cancer. Um, after that, that was, <laughs> I can just imagine it. Give me my cancer now before Obama tries to take it away. You'll take my cancer when you pry it from my cold dead. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so oh, one more thing about the Powerball, which is funny. Before I get back to this, um, there was an ad on New York News for NBC affiliate. Uh, Pandemonium erupts at New Jersey, New Jersey restaurant when workers think. They hit the Powerball jackpot. They did not, obviously, because we have the big one tonight. But they thought they won it, and they really didn't win it. It was another, it was another set of numbers that would have won it for them. The banner ad above this article is Steve has for the Steve Harvey show, with a big old grin on his face. And if you don't remember, if you don't get why I'm finding this hilarious. Steve Harvey was the one who gave the wrong pageant winner, announced the wrong person as the pageant winner. So I kind of, I found that really, really funny. But anyway, so back to the State of the Union. So one of the things that obviously Let's see, when you're invited to the party, but it's not your kind of party, uh, a picture of where is Barack Obama smiling, big toothy grin, 
Joe Biden, smiling, big toothy grin, Eddie Munster, I, I mean, Paul Ryan, smiling, no teeth. No teeth whatsoever. So, one of the first things I said, you know, hey, it was weird not seeing an orange man sitting next to Joe Biden. Um, they also had the SCOTUS coming in. And as they're showing the SCOTUS coming in, and you know, Peter Ginsburg, uh, <coughs> I basically said, this is the number one reason to get a vote. If your preferred candidate, especially if your preferred candidate loses in the primaries, you're, you need to, Kennedy could resign. Ruth Bader Ginsburg could resign, or maybe Scalia resigns, or Thomas, and then you actually get a chance to have a reasonable court. That would be nice, but you know, if if you were a Republican, gets elected and selects somebody to replace a Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I will blame every single one of you assholes that sit home this election because your preferred candidate didn't win. Especially in swing states. You know, if you live in Louisiana, maybe I can forgive voting third party or not. You should still come out and vote. Maybe I can forgive voting third party in a state that's absolutely going to vote for Republican, no chance of it voting anything else. But if you're in Florida, Ohio, Virginia, Pennsylvania, and you're supporting Bernie Sanders and Hillary wins the primary, or you're supporting Hillary and Bernie Sanders wins the primary, and you sit your ass home, you're an idiot. (laughs) You're an idiot. I'm sorry. (coughs) Your issues are very important to you, and that's fine. My issues are very important to me, too. But at the end of the day, voting for somebody who's going to push for some of your issues is more important than voting than allowing somebody who will try and kill your issues. It's just the idea is just so absurd that people would just not show up because their preferred candidate didn't win. Come on, man. Um let's see, this <laughs> Teddy Hoyer was kind of sitting there at the, the city and he was kind of looking like uh, and it looked like he was just moving very slowly. And if you have see, I haven't seen the movie preview for Zootopia, there's this picture in the DMV where one of the swaths is working the DMV and they ask a question, he's very slow to respond. And I just thought it looked like a swath. I thought it was funny. Um, one of the things I said then was you need to have the Justice Department crack down on gerrymandering to, ger- gerrymandering to make sure next elections are fair. Uh, had some people like that. Um, Somebody else said, Obama, how can we give everyone a fair shot? Marco Rubio looks way guiltily. Um, now, one of the things that Obama discussed was he was bringing up uh, sh- you know, short bankers who put short-term profits ahead of long-term gains. Now I was going to talk about this, and I actually have an article on philly.com from uh, Joseph DiStefano. It's called The Death of DuPont. I shared it. I invited him to come on the podcast. I had him turn back. Uh, however, uh, the gang now running DuPont Company, the incubator of 20th century U.S. industry, is scrapping many of its Wilmington headquarters institutions as if they were old rust belt factories. 
uh, glowing paints and super plastics, miracle fabrics and insulators, electronics and fuel additives, and they're often toxic byproducts. So just a few of DuPont highlights. Science and engineering created a new car smell, the snug and cleanable feel of mass market America home, and the security and menace of a fully equipped American soldier. But the latest round of cuts is CEO Edward Breen prepares to marry DuPont's rival Dow Chemical Company and break them into three themed successor companies has meant lights off at offices and labs and made DuPont's mixed products one company. Now, and people basically said that one of the problems is that they, what DuPont used to do was to, um, let's see, Carnegie Mellon Chemical Engineering Professor Ignacio Grossman uh, wrote in a note to Chemical Engineering News last month, who is to blame? Greed and short-term profits. Uh, it's truly amazing that a corporate raider and financial terrorist like Nelson Peltz from trained partners can get away with the damage he has done DuPont and to the U.S. chemical industry. In a statement to DuPont shareholders last year, Tryon said it would support R&D when it's well-managed, a project expected to produce an economic return, but most of DuPont's current R&D spending has not been effective. Well, you're going to have some misses and you're going to have some hits. Uh, Babe Ruth didn't always hit home runs, you know. Um, but this is the problem with Wall Street nowadays in general. The idea, you know, when the CEO of Costco came out, he, you know, and, and, and paid his employees higher wages, Wall Street complained because he said, well, you could get away with chart with paying your employees lower wages, and that would make your company more profitable, and we'd want to invest in it more. And he's like, no, I want to build up a long-term successful company that requires you to have happy workers that I invested and make them successful and then make them have a desire to make this company successful. And people just don't, they don't want that these days in the stock market. The stock market has become toxic or it has been toxic for a long time where people who just want short-term profits over long-term gains, as it was said, um, Keynes, I think is the one that said in the short, in the long term, everyone's dead. So that's why investors are going to, you know, or, or people who run companies are going to try and just get as much money out of these companies as possible, and then jump out of them with their with, with their golden parachute. You know, what what incentive does a company have uh, to make a long term profit? They just need to make as much as much profit in a quick term as possible get a bunch of money through the investors, and then cash out before anybody else can. And get paid a lot of money in doing so. And that's what Obama was saying. Obama was basically saying that, you know, the, the greed of, of Wall Street, the, the desire to get short-term profits over long-term gains is something that's hurting America, it's hurting our, uh, you know, business sectors, it's hurting the working class family. Um, we had... Um, I was I was very uh, I was moved when uh, Representative Duckworth uh, stood up and applauded uh, the greatness of our military when Obama was poted, was was discussing this uh, because there's people like Representative Duckworth who make sacrifices for our country who make this military great. Um, POTUS talks about you know future electric energy and basically made and made the I've made this point before too. If the future of the planet wasn't at stake, why would we pass up the opportunity to make and sell the energy of the future? Why wouldn't we try and invest and try and be world leaders in other types of energies and make it so that we make them profitable and we make them efficient and we make it so that everybody wants to buy our goods 
and then we start exporting stuff and create jobs in America. <clears throat> Shocking. Obama, people don't look to Beijing or Moscow to lead. They call us. Someone should have said, who are you going to call? No, I, I had that. Uh, you know, and I was going to say at, at this point, you know, you know, when, when ISIS had to, has to be hunted, Obama said ISIS has to be hunted down, rooted out, and destroyed. And there are people who didn't stand up and clap for that. Why do these people hate America? And I was going to say, you know, you want to call this president a week, ask, president, ask Osama bin Laden and quote so much thunder again. Um, Mike Huckabee during the State of the Union uh, says, quit apologizing for evil forces of radical Islam and start protecting Americans. And so I responded back and quoted him. When did he do that, you second-rate hack of a politician? So all of this is on, I'm available on my Twitter. You could probably read it. I found a picture of, of three, uh, three people sitting in the audience, audience and, and I, I believe at least one of them were um, practicers of Islam. And I said, those three look nervous. I would be too in a room of GOP NRA sycophants. Um, during the debate, I had a debate with a couple of conservatives over the closing of Gitmo and why the Constitution doesn't just restrict uh, rights when it comes to trials to citizens. Uh, for some reason, they can't understand that idea. It's ridiculous. Um, Keith Olbermann had a great tweet. Uh, Rand Paul, I just shouted, yelled, you lie really loud. Good thing I'm not there. And Keith Olbermann says, get used to it. <laughs> I miss Keith Olbermann a lot. Um, and basically a lot of other things going on in the city of the Union, that went on in the city of the Union. Um, you know, it, it, it was basically one of his best, if not his best one. And it's, it's a shame that, you know, we, we've had this Republican Party that has been so absolutely just with their, you know, blinders on, just needing to just stop everything the president does. Just because it's him who's doing it. And that's sad. And to me, that's not American, too. Anyway, let's go ahead and take the last commercial break. Uh, take any of your calls if you want to call in 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. representation or advice on issues such as family law, bankruptcy law, DWI, or other civil or criminal matters, you need hands-on legal advice from someone who will treat you as a priority and not just another number. So call the law office of Sherry I. Sandler at 504-528-9500. That's 504-528-9500. Or email sandlerlaw at cox.net. I trust Sherry with my legal needs. So should you. The preceding ad was an unpaid client endorsement. Do you like fun jewelry? Do you wish you could design jewelry that is designed just for you and that tells your story? Well, with Origami Owl, you can do just that. 
and Origami Owl Jewelry Bar is a fun way to get together with your friends, hang out, and design jewelry. There is no pressure to buy, but when you host a party, either in person or online, you have the opportunity to get deeply discounted jewelry based on what the friends you invite to the party purchase. If you would be interested in holding a party, either online or in person, go to cassiezcharms.origamiowl.com. That is C-A-S-S-I-E-Z charms.origamiowl.com and contact Cassie today. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman from New Orleans, Louisiana. Again, to call the show, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. To finish off the show, I wanted to talk about Detroit and just the absolute abject failure that the governor of Michigan is. I mean, this is, I warned about this way back when. I, I discussed this on the show probably several times about how these policies that would be enacted that would enable a city <coughs> commissioner or a city manager to be installed in a city that was deemed to be failing thus taking away any of the teeth of this elected representation. You basically wind up having taxation without representation at this point because you voted for people, but yet the will of your vote gets to get thrown away because somebody else believes that they're doing a poor job and that they could do better. Well, this is just absolute proof that not only is there no guarantee that they would do better, but that they could absolutely do much worse. And as information is coming out, it's becoming more and more possible or even probable that these people knew what happened, what was going on in the city, and they did nothing. Republicans want to talk about small government, government in the hands of the people, the people having their say. Well, they really don't want some people having their say, but they'll they'll give it lip service. And you have this situation where where these Republicans just are applauding this governor who wants to go into these. And the reason only reason they support it is because it's for liberal cities. They want to point out a liberal city, see if it's failing, and then they're going to play play, you know, play, oh, it's cause and effect mess up their causation because it's liberal that's why it's failing no there are many other reasons why certain cities are failing and it has nothing to do with the fact that it's liberal it has everything to do with the fact that uh, conservatives ran away from the cities and the white people ran away from the cities and took all of the wealth with them and left them to be poor so we need more investment in cities so what especially these cities that are that are failing we need we need people to you know give business opportunities to these individuals so that they can lift themselves out of poverty. And now apparently it's sickness because it's it's some documentation is coming that suggests that perhaps this 
they, they knew about the changes in the water. So they wanted to save some money. They wanted to save a little bit of money every year. So they, instead of paying, you know, instead of getting money from Detroit, city of Detroit, which this is Flint, I'm sorry, not Detroit. Instead of getting the money from Detroit or the water from Detroit, they switched over to get water from the river. And even though it went through a processing process or a cleaning process, it didn't clean out all the lead and the rotor was then corrosive to the old lead pipes, which put more lead into the system. Now children are drinking lead. And when children, didn't, children come into contact with lead, breathe it in, especially breathing it in and drinking it, it's problematic. So guess what? And, and these people knew about it and didn't do anything about it. If it's shown that these people knew about it and didn't do anything about it, not only should they be forced to resign, they should be arrested and prosecuted for looks under the law for trying to kill people. I would love to see the governor of Michigan and the CEO of Bluebell in a jail cell together because they tried to kill people. Bluebell tried to kill people by knowingly shipping out ice cream tainted with listeria. The governor of Michigan tried to kill people by changing their water system, a safer water system that now has lead poisoning the children, the people of the city, where they can't even get the right amount of bottled water, clean water to feed babies and give them their formula. Mothers can drink water. So just people can live like people and not a third world country. And you're going to tell me that the GOP has the answer to our problems? The GOP answer to our problem is cutting back on government watchdogs, cutting back on government regulation, cutting back on policies that keep America safe from, you know, they, they claim that they want to keep America safe from, from terrorists, but they're going to open up the doors and let us be threatened by big business. And that, my friends, is probably the biggest danger facing us right now. Big business with cutting their short, long-term safety measures for short-term profits and killing us all. And that is the end of this week's show. If you want to join us, I'll be back on the air again next week, 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. Until then, you can follow me at Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter, facebook.com slash liberaldan, or on liberaldan.com. Again, until next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.